Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Radio. Welcome back to the second hour of Raider Nation Radio's Morning tailgate on a Freestyle Wednesday. Thank you for being with us. It's Vinny Bonsignor, myself, Clay Baker. Heidi Fang will join us tomorrow here on Raider Nation Radio. Back from her sojourn, and we will get into it with Eddie Borsilli, who is here now from Sirius XM Radio and his own show, Raiders Podcast Yards Per Attempt. Follow him on Twitter, Borsilli, as we will go deep into what we've learned the last few weeks listening to Josh McDaniels talk about this team Eddie and as far as like a culture that's being built it's interesting to see how a team that already had won 10 games under a previous regime gets to the playoffs but yet the total buy-in factor is 100% right now with what Josh McDaniels is trying to instill and what you see Eddie is that guys are buying in but there's a lot of players following the right people so when you see this from the top down this kind of attitude uh, making a shift it almost seems like this team was perfectly situated for what Josh McDaniels wants and vice versa what this team wants out of Josh McDaniels well good morning guys always a pleasure to be on and yeah I, I agree with that and and on the flip side too I think that head coach is perfectly situated to take over this type of football team his second go-round after what happened when he was a head coach for the first time I, I don't think it'd be overstated enough how much it sounds like Josh McDaniels has really matured in the way he's handling players, the way he comes to practice, the way he handles the football team. Call it what you will. Maybe he's humbled after the first time or, or whatever it is. But I just think what you said, this team, after a playoff run where really Rich Passaccia was the leader of this football team, but it really came down to Derek Carr and the players. And the majority of those players are back. You had the leadership on the player side. And I think you have a mature Josh McDaniels that knows what he wants to get accomplished his second go around as head coach. I think it's it's a match made in heaven early on in 2022. Eddie, we're talking a lot about culture uh, today. Uh, Derek Carr brought it up uh, in a uh, a recent interview when he was ahead of the golf tournament that he does up in Tahoe uh, every year, and he's talking about the culture uh, that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler uh, are trying to instill here. Uh, I know there's some Raider fans who. Um, you know, kind of pushed back on the whole Patriot way and thinking that this is going to be the Patriots West. I think it goes a lot deeper uh, than that. But when you do think and hear uh, Patriots culture, Patriots way, what immediately comes to mind to you, Eddie? <laughs> Silence. No, I mean, <laughs> I, the, the Patri- the, honestly, the Patriot way, look, guys, you, you follow this game and the listeners to this radio program know football. The Patriot way outside of Bill Belichick hasn't worked. None of the assistants, for the most part, that have followed Bill Belichick and gone on to take head coaching mm-hmm. gigs elsewhere, it, it, it hasn't been successful. There's been You can name a bunch, Matt Patricia, Brian Flores, whatever the case may be, Josh McDaniels the first time. So saying that you're going to carry over, Bill Belichick isn't coming with whoever this team is, is taking in. He's not coming over to coach his football team. I could see if he was coming over and leaving the Patriots coming over, all right, you might get a, little, a lot of the same things. These coaches have to be able to identify the new, you know, the new way to do things. It can't just be like what we did in New England, because New England created a culture of winning and things that they get accomplished, 
and not everything is similar. You can't bring that over and, and expect it to win. You've seen it. Can you, can you bring? Can you bring some fundamentals? I, I, I think you can. I think there's some principles that you can bring over uh, here. And I'm not saying it's going to be entirely the Patriots' way, but but when you think about that culture uh, and 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 what what they do and how they do it, what comes to mind to you? I'll bring I'll bring up a, a case in point. We go to training camps every single year. Serious XM and Florida does a training camp tour. There is no better stop than we have than the Patriots, and I'll give you a couple of reasons why. The Patriots, the way they practice, it might seem stupid on, on the surface, but the way they practice, how efficiently they practice during training camp. You have four different you know, uh, sessions of players all over the field. It's not just one big group. They're so efficient in the way they get things done. Those little things, I think when you, when you talk about the Patriot way, the Patriot way to me it's just small little details. It's the things that most teams or most coaches don't take, they take for granted and they fall by the wayside and, and cause you to lose football games. The Patriots do things like that. They're very efficient in the way they do. Those are the things that jump off to me. Bill Belichick, he'll sit in quarterback meetings. He'll sit in defensive meetings. So I think Josh has watched Bill over the years do those types of things. And to say to him, hey, yes, the, the importance is to win football games, but if you, if you, take, if you take, if the little details fall by the wayside, you're going to lose a football game by a field goal, or you're not going to know a situation. So I think those things, Vinny, that you could take over from what Coach Belichick has done, when you visit a Patriot practice or a Patriot training camp, there is no little situation to Bill Belichick. Everything is a big situation, and that's why his teams are most prepared when it comes to game day. Speaking with Eddie Borsilli from Sirius XM Radio here on Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate with Vinny and Clay. And, you know, the principles of maybe a, um, you know, what Josh McDaniels wants to do definitely, especially on the offense is and defense, is to make it matchup-based for each and every week. Starting with the run game, you know, how do you feel like the components right now for the Raiders offense on the running side with Josh McDaniels, Kenyon Drake, you know, you got Zamir White, Bolden, everybody that is in there collectively, how do you feel like that's going to be uh, a, a major uh, factor for what the Raiders want to do because they've got good guys that have been in different systems before, but how do you think they'll employ the inside zone and outside zone, and does this group have the kind of talent to be successful in that? Uh, we talked about it last week, Clay. I think, I think this group 100% has the talent. I think you have every style of running back you could possibly have. You have Kenny and Drake, that's the third down guy that, that can also carry it in between the tackles. You have Josh Jacobs that could do a little bit of everything. You have Brandon Bolden that could pound it. We don't know who we have in Zamir White. Like, you have guys on the surface that could do every single thing. You have guys that are good in blitz pickup. A big part of the Josh McDaniels and Patriot way is blitz pickup. Josh, Josh Jacobs could pick up a blitz. We've seen him do it. Kenny and Drake, we've seen him do it as well. So yeah. I think you have guys that could, could handle those situations, especially a guy like Brandon Bolden. I keep on mentioning Brandon Bolden on the story. I feel like I'm his agent, by the way. I talk about him every single <laughs> week. But it, it's just easy because he knows the way that, that Josh wants to do things. So, you know, whether it's inside zone or outside zone, I think they can attack you in a lot of different ways. And I think Josh... Well, come up when you talk about matchups. What's the best matchup? Is it Kenny Drake, you know, split out in, in, in the slot against a linebacker? Is it mm-hmm. is it Josh Jacobs on a screen? That like I think he knows the ways. This this league, as you said, it is matchup based. Whether whether you want to think about it or not, it's not just hey, I'm going to line up and run run you over and and see that I'm more physical than you. So I think they have all the pieces in place, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like uh, guys like Amir do, there will be guys that you'll see that Josh McDaniels will do. It, that doesn't have to be four receivers and a, and a running back. It doesn't have to be 13 personnel or things like that. They can go multiple with a bunch of different running backs and use them in different ways. So I wouldn't be surprised if this team carries four running backs going into the season. We'll pair that down as it goes, as it goes along and injuries happen. But 
there's a lot of talent in that running back room for sure. And I think Josh McDaniels is salivating at it, just looking at it. Completely agree, uh, Eddie. Uh, uh, outside of, of, of the Raiders, um, my mind keeps going to Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns and what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, uh, I think the, the, the hearing, the disciplinary hearing uh, continues today, um, trying to figure out the NFL, the NFL Players Association, everyone involved, uh, what the appropriate penalty is going to be for uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, any gut feeling on how that's all going to turn out and when it's going to happen? It's such a slippery slope, Benny, it really is, and the situation feels like it's going on forever. I mean, it's almost to the point, guys, where we forget that Sean Watson didn't play a snap at all last year. He's already sat out an entire season. And, you know, on the surface, it's hard for me to understand, and I get it that you only have one shot at this, but it's hard for me to understand the Cleveland Browns going all in, giving them the most guaranteed money we ever saw for a football player, for a guy that they think we're going to lose for another entire year. And you have on the surface the Baker Mayfield situation. To me, the, the chips kind of don't fall in May. I, on the surface, thought all along that it was going to probably be somewhere between a six and eight game uh, suspension. He obviously settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits, and, and, and you still have four women that are going to go kind of go after him a little bit. But you never know. The NFL has not been consistent when it comes to these types of fines. You get the Ray Rices, where he's basically banned for his entire life. Then you get guys that have four and six game bands. They're like, well, they deserve more. So I don't think they've been consistent. He has missed an entire year. I'm not saying that that suffices for what he's done. We don't really know what he's done, to be honest. And if they find that there's more to it and they don't like it, they'll probably give him a full year. I think on the surface, it's going to be a year. I think they're going to give him the full year, and I think he'll appeal, and I think he'll maybe get it down to maybe half a season or something like that. But it's just, it's just such a bad luck all around that the Cleveland Browns went all in on this player Give him the most guaranteed money out of anybody, and that's not to be understated uh, of any player in NFL history. And he's going to miss basically two full years in his prime. It's such a wild situation when you think about it. And you have now Baker Mayfield basically saying, "I don't want to play here anymore." You know, perfect mm-hmm. world. Deshaun Watson suspended a year. Baker plays and and then plays well and goes to get himself another contract. He wants out now too. So you can have Cleveland rolling with Jacoby Brissett for another year with a team that has a loaded roster. It's just a weird situation all around. I, I expect a decision. Probably you're going to get a Friday news dump before July 4th. I would assume in a couple of days here. Yep, that makes. I was just going to say that that's the perfect time to go and drop this information. July 1st, around three o'clock Eastern time, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and everything will go away. But happy, you know, happy Fourth of July, everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah but, you know what? If I'm the NFL, I want to send a stern message. I don't want to sneak this through. I want to say this is what we believe in. This is where we feel he erred, and we're not going to stand for it, and we're going to levy a very stern um, uh, penalty and discipline for that. Now, I'm not going to sneak that through. That would be a terrible look by the NFL. Especially especially with the, with everything that's going on. You have the stuff with Daniel Snyder. That's another message. Exactly. Situation. It always seems like the NFL has so many things that are going on outside of it, whether it's disciplinary stuff, you have stuff you know going on with, with owners and stuff like that, I think. But the problem is, Vinny, you've seen this too. It's just not consistent. If it's one thing, if, if, you, if ever, a player that has these type of allegations against them, which are massive, if every time something like this comes up, it, the stipulation is they get a year and that's it, fine, then, then we know what's coming. But it's just it's, it's up to different people in different situations, and there's basically no rhyme or reason sometimes with some of these suspensions. And that's why I think the fans get frustrated because they never know what's coming. They might be like, all right, he might get four to six games, boom, a year. All right, all right, we expect him to get a year. Okay, he gets four games. There's, sometimes there's not a lot of rhyme and reason to what they do. 
you never want to have wasted years in the NFL, Eddie, but for this organization like the Cleveland Browns, they're going through wasted years right now. This one and the year and the year after this, because who knows where the dust will fall and how the chips will go in. And if players are even wanting to stick around for another year of this mess, even if he comes out of a year suspension. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, this talent is, they have a lot of talent in this football team. You look at it, they signed a guy like Jadavion Klein to come back for another year to kind of load up. Mm-hmm. They are loaded on both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I know what they're probably thinking. Hey, Baker was a guy that was limited in us, and he wasn't going to be able to get us to that next step. Deshaun Watson, we've all seen on the field, is a tremendous football player. He's the missing piece. You put Watson with this football team, they are one of the best teams in the AFC. There's no doubt about it. They, on paper, they have one of the best offenses. They're explosive all over the place and defenses. But you're right. You never know what happens year to year in the National Football League. Who's to say injuries don't happen? Who, this guy retires. This thing, this guy happens. Like, there's so many variables that go into it. That's why you have to take advantage of this. And that's why I think Kevin Stefanski and Aaron Jaberry went after it and said, no, Jim, probably mostly Jimmy Haslam. Yes. Say, Let's go out, and <laughs> go out and get a guy like Deshaun Watson because we, we have the roster now. We could win now. At the bottom line, they want to win. But you never know what's going to happen year to year in National Football League. That's why it's such a, tr- a slippery slope. Eddie, uh, there was a uh, text uh, that came in from Rob in Oakland, and he brought up the word of like you know how there is a, a former identity with the Raiders team being tough, physical, vertical passing team, borderline dirty, but the winning part hasn't been a, a recent feature in that identity. No. Uh, this is a very challenging year. They got a, 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 ch- a schedule that is really going to be vaunted and really challenging. Now, do you feel that this team can in one year because you see the early buy-in from a lot of the key players on on this team and perhaps the entire? Can they move forward with this kind of culture and then start winning as well? Because for me, it seems like this is a perfect storm for this group, this foundation, to be with somebody like McDaniels and Ziggler to push them forward. Is this a year where they can go and say, we're beyond what our old identity is. We're adding winning to this mix now. That's been uh, it's a great point because that, that's been, that's been the, the stuck in the mud for the Raiders basically for the past 20 years, right? It's a how do you get out of the losing mentality? He, every year it was like, okay, we're, we're sick of losing, we're sick of losing, but they go out and they start losing. And you're like, well, what, what's the common denominator here? And it's, it's, it's also, too, it's, it's a foundational thing. It's, it's, it's an organizational thing. Like, it has to start from the top. And I think it started from the top with Mark. He tried to do it with John. Obviously, that, that, that came up short. But that you bring in a guy like Josh Jones, and I really think, guys, I don't think he could be overstated. The playoff run last year and the players that were here last year that said, Hey guys, it's one thing to win a couple games or to be over 500 or win a big game in a regular season. We got to the playoffs. We played our asses off. We beat the Colts. We beat the Chargers and basically a playoff game. They, to me, they won a playoff game last year when they beat the Chargers in the final week of the season. True. That yeah. hat, that hat, that has to, that has to show for something. It has to say in the locker room, guys, we could do this. So now you take that from last year and you add in an experienced head coach and a guy, a GM that's going to bring in a bunch of players and a guy that comes from a winning culture. It should mesh. I'm I'm the, one of the biggest Raider fans out there, okay? I love Al Davis. I love to throw the ball deep and knock a guy on his, on his butt. Mm-hmm. It's a different world. It doesn't have to be that. We don't have to throw the ball deep and be successful. We don't have to, you know, knock people on the ground. I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see bombs all day long, and I would love to see quarterbacks getting thrown on their butt. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it doesn't have to always be like that for the win. The Raiders can create a new identity and create a new system here where they have a model of consistency where they say, we're a, contender, we're a contender every single year. We're a, a perennial playoff team. And then you never know. The, the playoff run from last year could turn into two playoff wins, getting to a championship mm-hmm. game this year. And that kind of springboards you. You need that constant winning attitude. And it's hard to do when you've been beaten down for 20 years, when you have the same players in there 
saying, oh, we lost a couple games. Here we go again. Here we go again. It's the same old Raiders, same old Raiders. You need that new perspective in there. And I think the Raider players from last year have it. And I think the new players that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are bringing in could do that too. Josh McDaniels, is, he's seen more Super Bowls than any player on the roster could ever imagine. So he knows first and foremost what it takes to win. And he's got to bring that mindset to this Raider organization. Oh, I love it. Eddie Borsilli here with us at Borsilli on Twitter. He's with Sirius XM. And uh, I love your work on Fight Nation, Channel 156. How <laughs> big of a weekend is this for you, especially with UFC 276 looming in the distance? We got UFC 276. We got Money in the Bank WWE. There's a lot of things. It, it, it's funny, guys. NFL like to say, obviously, the season goes on when the season goes on, but it, it became a you know 24/7 type of deal with the off season. In the fight, in the combat world, it's every it's every week. We got wrestling events. We got boxing events. We got UFC events. It's a, it, it's really fun. Uh, hope to get out to Vegas more often than not now for some of these events to get to see you guys in person. But it's been fun. SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. We got a great group over there. So anybody's uh, into that world please tune in and check it out oh check it out it's like new year's eve right now everyone is so excited for this weekend <laughs> i tell you what you're doing great work eddie and thank you for your time today we really appreciate it man and uh brandon bolden also wants to say thanks for bringing him up again That's listen awesome. I, I need a cut of brandon bolden man if he's got an incentive of his contract for touchdowns man i, I better see a piece of that for sure i know at least a wine and cheese basket or a little fruit <laughs> or something on the I'm side a big, i'm a bit i'm a big cheese guy clay you know right. that. whatever it takes man thanks eddie <laughs> have a great weekend all right guys take care thank you Eddie Borsilli, great stuff on that. And um, uh, his, his work over at Fight Nation is exemplary. They, they, make sure you check that out, uh, Channel 156. But you know, something he brought up there about the, you know, the, you know, the, the quote, unquote, you know, the culture and the, how we talked about the, you know, the, the advent of the Patriot way. But there's something that he brought in, especially around training camp, in that Sirius XM NFL goes and broadcasts live from every training camp throughout the, uh, the season. And when he watched over the years, the many years watching what Josh McDaniels and what the what Belichick wanted to do is like their training camps were very efficient. Those were like one of the real principles of, you know, how they are so successful because they do so much work in those mini camps and and in the offseason that by the time they get to training camp, there is a flattened learning curve. Like they don't have to go too far, but it, they've done all the small detail work beforehand. So when you do finally get into training camp, now you really work on game situations and you're looking ahead into your schedule. I think that is something that has gone, uh, you know, really kind of overlooked at like how successful that program used to be and what this organization could be now for the Raiders with those great mindsets of McDaniels and Ziegler. Yeah, I would urge people to uh, to go check out Just Do Your Job. Uh, it's a documentary on, on the Patriots, basically, and, and Bill Belichick and uh, it really does get into um, you know the attention uh, to details and uh, having every base covered and and uh, you know relying your film people um, your your advanced scouts all of those things that play into winning football games uh, is accounted for in in in, in that video uh, and I think it's it's something that you know uh, uh, Josh McDaniels is trying to uh, to to instill here and you know when you look at a lot of the coaches that have taken over, you know, Bill Belichick, disciples that have gone places. Um, has any of the has any coach, um, any of his assistant coaches that that went on to become a head coach, have, have any of them taken over a playoff team? Aren't wouldn't you think most of them have been not so good? Teams? They've been very, uh, you know, very less than average. You know, because you're expecting great expectations, especially all well, the when, usually when you take over? over. Usually, when a new head coach is hired, it's because why. 
It's because your your team wasn't good to begin with, right? But you know, you take over like the Lions example with yeah. Jim Caldwell. They were nine and seven, and they fired him because they wanted to go in a different direction, right? Because Bob Quinn wanted to bring in Matt Patricia, and uh, and they went in a different direction south. They they started Did losing they, games. What was when when you say go in a different direction? Was it because they wanted to rebuild, or it was like it was like one of those. Um, you know, they felt like a nine and seven team. Now we can be like you know a, a twelve and four team. You know, in that kind of direction because they felt like all we had to do was just change the head coach and change you know some philosophies on player evaluation, and that's all it really took. But there's a lot more that needs to get done, and it's a you have to be in an organization that wants to be a, a, in lockstep with each other. And some organizations will never do that. You can flush players and coaches in and out. It's really ownership is why the thing doesn't work. Yeah, and I, I do feel like Matt Patricia. Um I think he just handled that horribly. I think he handled. Uh, I think. I think he, in particular, um, and maybe you can you can make the same sort of uh, case for for how Josh McDaniels handled uh, Denver. That's why you know we're, we're, we're talking about um, you know Bill Belichick assistant coaches who haven't worked, uh, but this is a Bill Belichick assistant coach who's now on the second go around. And I think if you're gonna let let some other team pay for the mistakes. Let some other team, you know, pay for the growing pains and uh, you know, and the missteps and all those types of things. I'd rather be the guy that gets the guy that's learned the lessons already. Exactly, and is ready to right. move on from that. And I think I honestly think that that's where um, you know Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, falls. And also, I just I just think that he's going to bring something to the offensive table. I think he's going to I think he's going to be able to elevate the whole operation offensively simply because he's just one of the elite thinkers uh, and offensive minds in this game. And I think you're going to see that come to fruition um, here with the Raiders. We have two tickets for WWE Money in the Bank. Saturday, July 2nd, MGM Grand Garden Arena. We'll give those away at around 8.55. Nice. 8.55. Before we hit Arash Markazi, live at 9 o'clock, Money in the Bank, Grand Garden Arena. Tickets are available at AXS.com. Do that around 8.55 here on Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate with Vinny and Clay on your Freestyle Wednesday. Let's go. So, Josh, and, I mean, Coach Rabel knows him real well. And, um, you know, they were, they've been around that system and that, that way of doing things. And one thing Josh has done is he's come in and he says, this is not New England, this is Las Vegas. We're going to do things our way. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've learned a lot of great things there that we're going to implement, but I also have some things that I want to do my way. And uh, the way the team has just wrapped their arms around him and listened to his leadership. And for me, like the depth of the conversations that we're having is, uh, is encouraging. It's fun for me. Um, the, 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 the best part of my game has always been the mental side. And that's exactly how Josh is. You know, he's, he's a genius when it comes to scheming things up and, you know, coming, you know, teaching his system and, you know, getting the best out of his players. I feel like a better football player, um, you know, and I've had a lot of great coaches and he's come in, he's seen those things. And, wow, that's awesome. What about this too? Let's add here. And he's just helping me grow. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun to be around him. Radio Nation Radio. On this Wednesday, Scorpio. Grandmaster Flash, the Furious Five on Radio Nation Radio. Vinny Bonsignor, Clay Baker, Derek Carr coming back on the culture that Josh McDaniels has created here. What do you guys think about that? Because there's a a moment in which you realize a change will be taking place before you see it. Sometimes a lot of us need to see it. I think it's taking place before you know it. How do you feel about it? 702-365-9200 is the Realty One Group listener line. 
Vinny and Clay here with you on this Wednesday. We'll go out to Oakland with Dame in Oakland. Good morning, Dame. How are you? Hey, hey good morning from Oakland, fellas. What's up, what's up? Good morning. All right, so check it out. Derek Carr just said it. Vinny, this ain't New England. This is Las Vegas. There is no Patriot way. This is it's how Josh McDaniels is going to do it. He, he learned a bunch of stuff. We've all been different jobs and learned some things, but we don't come in and do it like the last job. you got to adapt. And that's what we talk about, fungibility, right, Clay? we got to adapt and use the skills that we have and implement them into the system that, that we have with the people that we have. We can't keep trying to push this place. First of all, the Raiders, man, we ain't taking that name. So I know you're an L.A. cat, Vinny, and you ain't really no Raider dude, but nah, we're not rocking with the, with the Patriot way. <laughs> I'm it's not calling Raider it way. a Patriot way. Yeah, not- hey, hey, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. You, since you've been on the station, or with, with Clay, I've been clicking it every time you say something about the Patriots. You have the highest number of Patriots mentioned <laughs> outside of everybody on the station. So, yeah, you are calling it the Patriot way. I'm, I'm, not, calling, you know, I'm, not, call, I'm not calling it a Patriot way, but I would, I would urge you to look at what the Patriots have done. Do you, do you not like adaptability? Do you not like intelligent football players? Do you not like attention to details? You're taking it out of context. No, baby. I'm not. You're taking it out of context. You're taking it out of context. Do you not? Let me, do, let me just ask. Do, do you not like those things I just said? Listen. Do you not like those things I just said? Did you hear what I just said before I did. you said what you said? I did. It was exactly the same thing. So why are you trying to trying to be right? Stop trying to be right and just listen. I am listening. If, you, if, this, was, if this was your show in the afternoon, you probably would have hung up on me by now. No, I, I, do I, don't hang, I don't so hang up. I don't hang up on people. I called your show before. But anyway. Clay, I don't, hey, I'm Clay, not in charge Clay, of that. Clay, what's up, brother? So, <laughs> anyway, the, 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 the right way is good. The way Derek Carr said he, he's going to work with uh, – Josh McDaniel, I just played last year and, and the year before. That's all I said. We just needed better coaching. Yeah, we needed better play calling. When they, when I said Derek Carr always runs that two minute offense to to a T. You give it to him and take it out of John Gruden's hands with the play calling. We going down the field. We, everybody knows that. Now we got a play caller who can actually come up with good play. We don't have to go to the two minute uh, offense to, to to get down the field. The, the actual play caller can actually do that for us. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful, beautiful situation that we got these two guys together on the same page. And you said the buy-in. The buy-in is beautiful. You know Derek Carr is going to buy-in. And I believe the rest of the team, with all of these veterans and these young guys following these guys, is going to be a lot of buy-in. So I, I think we're in a great situation to have a winning season. You know what I mean? And we're going to do it the Raider way. You dig it? 100 from up. <laughs> 100. <laughs> I hope that Raider way includes – better efficiency in the red zone. The Raiders have been able to move the ball between the 20s. It's when they get to the red zone that they've had issues. And if there's a way that Josh McDaniels, um, uh, you know, obviously Derek Carr, the new players that they've brought in, can get more efficiency in the red zone, I think that's a game changer for the Raiders. Oh, man. And in the red zone, as you pointed out before in one of your stories, how, um, you know, when you have Mick Lombardi also taking care of like some of the short yardage and red zone plays, you could see what happened when he was doing that, calling the plays last year in New England that they finished seventh in the league in red zone touchdown percentage. That's that was so huge. That, that is like a leap in a, in a great direction because. For a Raider team that was like, you know, red zone touchdown percentage was under 50%. It was like 49.5. That'll never get it done. And I think the Raiders have better talent than the Patriots had last year. 
So um, if it is a matter of game planning and scheming uh, and making the right decisions uh, in the red zone, then obviously uh, efficiency, being an efficient football team, and that comes down to the players as well, then if you can get 49%, which is where the Raiders were last year scoring touchdown percentage uh, in the red zone, which is terrible, um, and get it to the 63, I think it was, percent, or it was definitely over 60% mm-hmm. that the Patriots had last year, um, that, again, is a game changer. All of a sudden now... The Raiders, the 22 points that the Raiders averaged last year uh, is going to be up at around 28 or so uh, this year, and that's a, that's a huge difference. That's a major step in the right direction. More phone calls here on the Realty One Group listener line, 702-365-9200. In Las Vegas, Raiders 66 is called in and checked in. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Hey, good, thank you. Vinny, you okay after the last call? Oh, man, <laughs> come on, man. That, that was weak sauce, weak sauce. Um, yeah, my, my thing is, uh, is everybody's talking about this core and this philosophy change, you know, coming with the, uh, the new staff and everything. My thing is, I think it started last year. And I like to equate the 1999, uh, that last game of the 99 season in uh, January of 2000 with last year. If you take a look at it, if I could set the scene for this, people a few years from now will see that this was a seminal moment mm-hmm. in the Raider history. You're talking about a team that for two years in a row had a second-half collapse. Last year, they were headed for three in a row. They fell below 500 for the first time in the season after getting whooped by Kansas City by almost 30 points. So now you're going, okay, now we're, we're below 500. Uh, let's make it up on the next game. And then what happens? Your next game is delayed a couple of days because of COVID. So now you're thinking about it. They go out. Cleveland could have been a playoff team if they'd have done what the Raiders did. Uh, even the Broncos could have been a playoff team, and Indianapolis and Chargers definitely were in the playoff line. So the Raiders, in essence, beat pretty much four playoff teams there at the end. Now you've got drama on the outside all season long. You've got uh, a bunch of one-year players, so they've got no reason to buy in when you get beat by thirty points and you're below five hundred. There's no reason for a, a guy with a one-year contract to buy in. Darius Bylon did. He got hurt the last game of the season. Oh, by the way, I think he just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Darius. So you've got all of these things coming together. And now this year, the guys that are holding over from that last year, they have got this new steely-eyed attitude, plus a new coaching staff with six Super Bowl trophies behind them that are going to promote a lot of competition. during. The, so nobody's going to get complacent. They're going to get even better. And you take that uh, 99 team, uh, from 2000 to 2002, they won three straight AFC West titles. Now, I don't know if this team's going to do that, but there is another similarity. Uh, going through all of that trials and tribulations, in 2001, they picked up a guy on the free agent market who was the number one top best ever wide receiver in the history of the NFL, Jerry Rice. This year, what they do? They got the top best ever wide receiver of his time. That's right. And I'm thinking the similarities there may just prove to be what pushes us over. So uh, Raiders got a lot of things going for them, but I think that uh, people take it too lightly right now. But I think in a few years you will see that this was a seminal moment, the end of 2021 for the Raiders. Go Raiders. You guys have a great day. Oh, Thanks thank you, call. 66. Thank you for the call. Yeah, that uh, that end, that last game of the 99 season was something that Tim Brown would always say that that propelled us further ahead because it we took it into the offseason like we have a point of reference now to where we could be and we're not going to take anything that we had learned you know previously about the losing attitude the losing era we feel we're better than all of that 
And that was something that, uh, as a as a head coach back then for John Gruden, you know, in the year two thousand, you got to have that kind of team buy-in, especially if your Hall of Famer Tim Brown's going to say that. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that um, you know we're we're seeing uh, the the buy-in or we're hearing the buy-in now. It's got to happen on the field. That's where ultimately we're going to find out you know who's in and who isn't. Um, and I think most guys are in, if not all guys are are, are absolutely in. Now it's making the right decisions, uh, putting the best fifty three man roster. Uh, out there, um, you know, are, are there is there some tinkering that they knew that they need to do outside uh, the building to to bolster some uh, so, some position groups? Uh, I think we'll probably see uh, a little bit of that, but you know, I think it's it's we're we're, we're to that point now where uh, it's it's enough talking. You know, um, I can't wait now to see what it looks like on the field, and that starts in training camp, and very soon after that, the Hall of Fame game uh, with the Raiders playing the Jacksonville Jaguar Jaguars, and four weeks later. Uh, kicking off the season um, against the LA Chargers at SoFi Stadium in a game that could very well, uh, you know, uh, uh, be 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 a, be a matchup of two teams that very well could win this division. Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred is the number. The Realty Group, Realty One Group listener line, and let's head out to that great state of Texas. Oh, you hear it? That West Texas town of El Paso with El Paso Raider. Good morning to you, sir. Great to hear you. Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, God bless you guys, man. And thanks for having Ben. You know what I mean? Uh, ain't no Patriot way here. It's all Raider Nation, baby. It's all Raiders, and I, and I get it. I get it that they come from the Patriots, and now they have their own system. But now we, we're we're creating our own, and we and that's how we roll, man. We we roll with our punches, and 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 we're gonna beat everybody's ass in the AFC. I'll tell you right now. You know, Josh McDaniels, he's the one that he he's the one that uh, the doctor ordered for Derek Carr. You know, the system that he runs is exactly what Derek Carr needed. Agreed. You know, Bo Musgrave ran it and. And in uh, 2015, 2016, and 2015, Derek Carr was coming to his own. 2016 became an MVP, That's and right. he, he runs that, that similar system that, that that Derek Carr can can actually um, run very very well. Now with Devontae Adams, come on, man, it's scary for those AFC West um, defenses. Agreed. So, Raider Nation, let's not panic. I think we're, I think I think we're going to get this straight, and and we're going to get it rolling. I can't I can't wait till the season starts. Uh, first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to. Uh, Two eleven, Fargo Raider. Much love to y'all, man. Uh, Robin Fresno. I know he got a new opportunity. God bless you. You know, uh, passionate Raider. I see you, baby. Uh, Gangster Raider. Damon Oak, man. Suns out, guns out, baby. I got you. But the the, <laughs> the real reason here, I'm talking, I'm, I'm calling this because you know, uh, there's this man that I really want to put on the mat. You know, he uh, he's a representative of Raider Nation, representative of the Black Hole, the real representative, and I stand by Raider man. Raider man should be up there. Should be there with you guys. Talking about Raiders. Talking about the fans. So that these new fans, these this new fan base in Vegas, new fan base everywhere, needs to get educated about how the Raider Nation started. And um, I just want to spread the word out there that that let's not divide each other. Let's unite. Let's, let's stick together. Raider Nation. We should love one another. We don't care about no color. We don't care about white, black, brown, purple, green. We don't care. It's all Raider Nation. All, the only color we see is silver and black. And you know, and and that's what we got to stand for. And and Raider man, I love you, bro. You got this, man. Love you guys, man. Thank you for everything. Raiders! I stand by Raider Man, baby. <laughs> El Paso Raider. That's good stuff. Hey, check out El Paso's finally on Twitter, too. And, 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 and keep in mind, this this is the Raiders' way. This will be the Raiders' way. And uh, it's going to look a little bit different, though. I'm, uh, and I think it's going to look better as well. I think there's going to be more adaptability, more efficiency, um, you know, uh, uh, principles that great teams, great organizations 
are built on. There is no doubt if Josh McDaniel succeeds and stays, which I think he's going to, uh, this will be the Raiders' way. Uh, that's what the whole plan is uh, for this. But there's some things that needed to change. There are some elements about the Raider operation uh, on the field that needed to change. It needed a new, fresh look um, and and uh, a focus on some some different types of elements and, and dynamics. I think that's what's ongoing, and there is no doubt that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels want to build a new Raider way, and that's a good thing. It is indeed. We'll step aside on this beautiful and perfect Wednesday. We're less than 10 minutes away. I'll give away those two pair of tickets for WWE Money in the Bank here on the morning tailgate. Drake, who caught that touchdown pass at the end of the first half, is the running back. Strong to the left. Here's Drake through the middle. Got daylight. Jackpot, baby! Kenyon Drake's second Vegas touchdown. Raider Nation Radio, Raiders Radio Network coming back. In about a few minutes, we'll give away those tickets for Money in the Bank, WWE. And also, Arash Markazi will join us at 9 o'clock here on Raider Nation Radio. Here's a text from the Salmon Ash text line 69187. says, who in the running back room will help secure themselves with a kick return position or punt return on special teams? And did Abdullah, could he save himself with a special team returner position? That's from 69187 out in the Denver area. Uh, what, what do you think will happen right there with the, with the amount of guys that they have on this roster that have experience, uh, perhaps you know, not only having that breakaway speed, but uh, even a guy like uh, Amir Abdullah has uh, done special teams in the past, as well as kind of like be on the, on the hook as like an extra running back on a roster. Yeah, um, uh, there's no doubt about it, but where does that roster spot uh, come from? I mean, True, they're, right? they're, they're loaded, and yeah. Zamir White's going to make the team. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know what, I'd have to look to see uh, if he did any return work um, you know, uh, in, in college, but, uh, you start, you know, when you start Kenyon Drake, uh, Josh Jacobs, Brandon Bolden, uh, Jakob Johnson, and then, um, you know, Zamir white five, are you going to keep six running backs? Um, that might be uh, a little bit too much. So when you're talking about punt returner, uh, I think that's Hunter Renfro, uh, all the way kick returner, um, you know, uh, I don't know. That's a good question on who that who that might be right now, um, and what in what direction uh, they go. Because uh, uh, Tyron Johnson returned some kicks last year, um, you know. But I don't, I don't know. I have to see. I have to see when when they get out uh, in special teams in, in training camp, uh, who exactly they have an idea for. Because uh, that's that's a roster spot and somebody that you know whether it's somebody on offense or somebody on defense that can do that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. 702-365-9200 is the Realty One Group listener line. We'll give you a chance to win those tickets now for WWE Money in the Bank. It takes place July 2nd, MGM Grand Garden Arena. You get your tickets at AXS.com, but we have two here for you from Vinny and Clay. 702-365-9200. Be caller number nine, and we'll hook you up for the big July 4th weekend prize over at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Arash Markazi joins us next here on Raider Nation Radio. Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. <laughs> 